Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book Freud, A Life for Our Time. As you may already know, Sigmund Freud was an Austrian Jewish psychiatrist, psychologist, and the founder of psychoanalysis. His psychoanalytic theories are an inescapable theme of contemporary intellectual life. They influence everyone's outlook and permeate every aspect of our lives. Freud's theory of psychoanalysis has changed the way we perceive ourselves and others. He shook up the world, created myths, and became a myth. Speaking of Freud, people will generally comment that he was a genius. Without his work, we would lack the deepest understanding of ourselves. It is fair to argue that the entirety of human thought in the 20th century had been influenced more or less by Freudian psychoanalysis. In recent years, however, there have been constant debate on Freud's intellectual legacy. On the one hand, supporters see him as a master, a giant, and a cultural hero, a mentor who could guide people to the hidden regions of the mind. On the other side, critics call him a Jew who converted to Roman Catholicism a misled psychologist and a dictator in the field of psychoanalysis, even describing Freud as a plagiarist and a swindling cagliostro. In this bookie, we will unlock a work that sets his biography and achievements in psychoanalysis in their historical context. The book interweaves the historical macrocosm with the microcosm of an individual life. It is written with dynamism and fine attention to detail. Although Freud destroyed large numbers of manuscripts before his death, Gay read through almost everything remaining he could get his hands on, he made this biography all the more precious by integrating this wealth of material into a coherent whole. The New York Times sees this book as a judicious original biography, scrupulously grounded in close readings of Freud's work. The Washington Post believes it is the most comprehensive, complete, and detailed biography of Freud to date. A great author writing about another to produce a masterpiece for our times. Born in Berlin in 1923, the author Peter Gay was a German Jew who spent his youth in Nazi Germany before fleeing with his family to the United States. He died in 2015 at the age of 91. Gay received his PhD from Columbia University and taught at Yale. He wrote more than 25 books, such as The Enlightenment, An Interpretation, and Weimar Culture, The Outsider as Insider. Many of his books won the National Book Award, and he received the American Historical Association's Award for Scholarly Distinction in 2004. Now, we will approach the key contents of this book chronologically. Part 1, Early Development and Studies. Part 2, Advancing His Career. Part 3, Prestige and Later Theoretical Refinements. Sigmund Freud was born a citizen of the Austro-Hungarian Empire in the small Moravian town of Freiburg on May 6, 1856. The Freud family was large, his mother Amalia was twenty years younger than his father Jacob, a Jewish wool merchant. He had five younger sisters and a younger brother, as well as two older half-brothers. Being raised in such a large family, 
the young Freud was often confused by the subtle complexities of relationships between people, such as siblings competing for maternal affection and his complicated relationship with his parents. In these family relationships, the young Freud had to repress many emotions. His early experiences nurtured the buds of the young Freud's interests in psychology and psychoanalysis. In adulthood, after founding psychoanalysis, he used the method of dream interpretation to continue a self-analysis of his childhood problems. His family was not well off, but the young Freud was favored among his older siblings. He was the only one who had his own room, providing a quiet atmosphere for learning. Books were Freud's luxury. In his room, their number increased. He often stayed there alone, reading, sleeping, and even eating in the room. At school, he was ambitious and confident. For seven years, he was at the top of his class, so his teachers granted him special status and rarely required him to take internal exams. As much as his yearning for fame, Freud's choice of a suitable college and future career was a painful source of frustration and internal conflict. Initially, he wanted to study law, but like Charles Darwin, he desired to travel on a ship as a researcher, engaging with the natural world. Drawn to Darwinism, in 1873, he entered the University of Vienna to study medicine. Freud read widely and devoted his early college years to studying the humanities and philosophy, this would later benefit his psychoanalytic writing. After a long course of medical study, Freud received his bachelor's degree in 1881. In 1882, Freud met Martha Bernays. Slender and attractive, Freud fell in love with the lovely girl at first sight, and immediately began a passionate pursuit. After two months, they became engaged. But Viennese society's norms at the time, as well as the couple's religious beliefs and family upbringing decreed chastity. In the four years before their marriage, their only intimate outlet was kissing and hugging. In these four endless years, Freud's experience of frustrated sexual desire was intense. It provided the background for his later theories, arguing that most psychological disorders originated from the repression of sexual drives. During their prenuptial separation, they could only communicate through letters. Despite the repression he endured, Freud's passion for Miss Burney's remained undiminished. Once, Freud climbed one of the towers Cathedral of Notre Dame in Paris, he wrote to Martha confessing, one climbs up three hundred steps, it is very dark, very lonely, on every step I could have given you a kiss if you had been with me, and you would have reached the top quite out of breath and wild. Their physical separation made Freud preoccupied with the kisses he could not give Martha. In one letter, he used her absence to justify his addiction to cigars, smoking is indispensable if one has nothing to kiss. In this period, he quoted a favorite verse of Schiller Hunger and Love, that after all is the true philosophy. In subsequent years, Freud would resort to this line more than once to illustrate his theory of the drives. Hunger stood for the ego drives which serve the survival of the self, while love of course a polite name for sexual drives serves the survival of the species. In September 1886, he married Martha. They had six children together. To improve the family's standard of living, 
Freud had to give up doing laboratory research, an impoverished position that he loved and join Vienna's general hospital as a doctor. Surrounded every day by crying babies, bottles, and diapers, and busy at the hospital, he was not distracted. In this situation, he conceived the basic tenets of psychoanalysis. Freud spent a period of time working and studying in Paris. There, he attended lectures given by the charismatic intellectual Jean Martin Charcot. Charcot was a pioneer in medicine, and a social activist. Amid the conservative social climate in Paris at the time, he concluded that hysteria was in fact a psychological disease. Charcot had a tremendous impact on Freud. Arguably, Charcot's influence drew Freud completely away from clinical research and projected him into the more speculative field of psychology. In addition to listening to his lectures, Freud also witnessed Charcot's demonstrations of hypnosis and became interested. In hypnosis, Freud recognized transference, a patient's displacement of strong emotional feelings from one subject, usually a powerful but unassailable figure in their lives to another, often the psychotherapist. For the subsequent application of his theoretical ideas on sexuality, he made hypnotherapy an important part of his therapeutic work. The contemporary psychologist Joseph Breuer also influenced the early development of Freud's psychoanalytic theory. Breuer used the cathartic method to treat a hysterical patient, known as Anna O. She suffered from acute agitation and exhibited abnormal behaviors. Breuer asked Anna O to vocalize an account of her experiences. In this way, after giving full vent to her emotions, her symptoms disappeared. Later, Breuer informed Freud about Anna O's treatment. In this case, Freud believed that the cause of the hysteria were traumatic experiences and unpleasant memories. These memories were repressed, but were nevertheless an active subconscious force relentless and persistent. Although they seemed to have been forgotten unconscious memories manifested in the form of hysteria. Based on his understanding of cathartic method, Freud began to develop a new therapeutic technique known as free association. In the counseling setting, a patient is encouraged to re-experience traumatic events. The therapeutic goal is to temper emotions through associative recall. By documenting his patient's free associations, Freud refined his psychoanalytic theory case by case. In 1900, Freud published The Interpretation of Dreams, a book that brought him many new followers. After this milestone, Freud's status as the father of psychoanalysis was in place. Psychoanalytic theory is the cornerstone of modern psychology. We will now provide a brief introduction to its key components. First, Psychoanalysis primarily concerns three levels of the mind, this is described as the topographical model. In this model, thoughts and feelings are mapped out across three interactive mental systems, namely conscious, preconscious, and unconscious. All human mental activity takes place between these different levels of consciousness. Unconscious habits are for a large part responsible for the decisions people make. The second component is the theory of personality concerning the ID, the ego, and the superego. The ID is unconscious, it is the gathering place of primitive desires and drives. By contrast, 
The superego is the injunction of moral consciousness, prohibitions that differentiate human society from the law of animals. The ego is the rational part of human beings. It often faces contradictions and must enact reconciliation. It does this according to the reality principle. The reality principle moderates the pleasure-seeking ID's purely selfish interests with the superego's pursuit of social morality. Freud's many compellingly written books present his clinical case studies and theories. In 1895, the concept of psychoanalysis appeared for the first time when Freud and Breuer published studies on hysteria. 1900 saw the publication of the groundbreaking The Interpretation of Dreams. This work introduced the concepts of the ID and the theory of the unconscious, as well as arguing that dreams are disguised fulfillments of infantile and unconscious desires. The sexual awareness and motivation of children and the Oedipus complex turned people's minds upside down, winning the book accolades and criticism. The interpretation of dreams has been called the greatest works of all time. In 1905, Freud went on to publish Dora, an analysis of a case of hysteria which focused on the treatment of neuroses through the analysis of dreams. In 1909, President G. Stanley Hall of Clark University invited Freud to receive an honorary degree and deliver a series of lectures for the university's 20th anniversary. Here he met with American psychological luminaries, marking the internationalization of the psychoanalytic movement. If greatness can be measured by one's influence on future generations, then Freud is undoubtedly the greatest psychologist of all time. There is hardly a field exploring human nature that has developed with no trace of his influence. Freudian theory has influenced literature, philosophy, theology, ethics, aesthetics, political science, sociology, and popular psychology. However, are the claims of psychoanalysis exaggerated or does it live up to its reputation? Next, we will analyze the next phase in Freud's academic trajectory. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now. Dir hat dieser Podcast gefallen? Dann klicke jetzt auf Abonnieren und empfehle ihn weiter. Bleib immer auf dem Laufenden und folge uns bei Twitter, Instagram und Facebook. Mehr Podcasts findest du auf meinpodcast.de.